Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, it's Thursday, July the 13th. Hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. And our top story today is that we're being warned the longest strike by junior doctors in the history of the NHS will have a significant impact on services in Kent. They walked out at seven this morning and won't return to work until the same time next Tuesday. We're being urged to use the 111 service and only dial 999 in a life-threatening emergency. Well, Medway GP, Dr Julian, Spinks has been telling Sophia Aiken why junior doctors have gone on strike. For about a decade, pay increase has been well below inflation and they're even further below at the moment. And so they are some way back from where they were and you're actually in a situation where some of the junior doctors are being paid less than uh, junior cleaning staff and so on. So that's not really very good. So they're trying to get their pay restored. Five days is a long time to be striking, though. This is going to have a big impact on services. Is, is the NHS going to be able to cope with this? Well, it's the longest strike they've ever done. And the, the, the strike they've had running up to this have been short and they've gradually been getting longer, really because they, the doctors haven't wanted to impact uh, as, as much as uh, maybe some other organisations might do. They're trying to make sure that patients continue to get care. But there's no doubt five days is a long time to be off. And um, in addition to our junior doctors, consultants will also be joining the strikes from the 20th till the 22nd of July. Um, is this just going to add to the pressure that the NHS is currently facing? Well, it's a much bigger challenge having senior doctors off because they're the people who people turn to when they need further advice. Uh, so it's relatively easy to replace a junior with a senior, but not the other way around. And so coming at the end of a time where we've had five days where things are backing up because they're not being done, that could really cause a big problem. You're a general practitioner yourself, so um, tell us a bit about some of the stresses that you, you might be facing. Well, general practice is facing massive recruitment problems. The number of GPs actually continuing to work is going down. We're managing to uh, get people to train as GPs, but they don't stay on, and that is a major problem. And there's this big overlap between what the public are experiencing with the NHS and the problems we have. And I have many colleagues who are burning out because they're desperately trying to keep services going when they haven't got the resources and they haven't got the manpower to do that. And so there's a danger that you may find even GPs having some sort of industrial action. Health bosses in Kent say they're working to prioritise emergency and critical care along with maternity and cancer surgery. The British Medical Association, which represents junior doctors, is calling for a 35% pay rise. The health secretary says their demands are unreasonable and risk fuelling inflation. Inflation. Well, perhaps you've been impacted by the strike. Has treatment you were due to receive been delayed? Do you think junior doctors should be paid more? We'd like to hear your views today. You can email news at thekmgroup.co.uk. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today. And a man's in a critical condition after being beaten over the head with a gas canister in an unprovoked attack in Dartford. The 22-year-old victim was targeted by four men in Kent Road in the early hours of Sunday. He was taken to a London hospital, two people have been arrested. The government's illegal migration bill has been defeated again in the House of Lords. The Archbishop of Canterbury is among those rejecting parts of the new law, which, you may remember, is aimed at reducing the number of asylum seekers crossing the Channel to Kent in small boats. There are concerns about victims of modern slavery and the detention of children. Well, it'll now go back to the Commons until both houses agree. A holiday company has launched an investigation after a Maidstone dad experienced 
experienced what he's described as a holiday from hell. Ashley Sutton had booked a four-night trip to Antalya in Turkey, but says the hotel was so bad someone could have been seriously injured. Love Holidays says it's now looking into the hotel provider and has offered a full refund. We can see pictures from Ashley's trip within the story today on the website. Next, and the new man in charge in Medway says the towns are being levelled down after £170 million of funding was pulled. The government cash was due to be spent on infrastructure for thousands of new homes planned for the Hoop Peninsula. But earlier this week, levelling up Secretary Michael Gove confirmed the cash had been withdrawn. Council leader Vince Maple isn't happy and he's been speaking to our colleagues at KMTV. It's deeply disappointing that Michael Gove's government department has chosen to withdraw £170 million from Medway. It's much needed infrastructure. These are the roads, the green spaces, the public transport, which time and again, residents both on the Hoo Peninsula and indeed in wider Medway have said we desperately need. To see this decision happen is deeply disappointing. And it's also disappointing to see elected representatives celebrating the fact that we're losing £170 million from the Medway community. I think they need to think again about their view on this. Why do you think they've actually chosen to make the cuts here in Medway? Well, we're waiting to speak to Michael Gove. I've requested a meeting with him directly. We're waiting to have a response on that. Uh, I I think it's a disappointing situation, not least because that government department, as reported in other media outlets today, are actually handing money back to the Treasury. On the one hand, they're doing that, but then they're taking money from our community here in Medway. That's not acceptable. So what do you think um, should happen from now as we're losing out on this funding? What should happen to kind of... Um, maybe meet somewhere in the middle if possible. Well, yeah, absolutely. Officers have been working hard on this. This is not down to the current administration. There were difficult conversations happening under the previous leader, Alan Jarrett's regime as well. So, look, I'm very clear. We will deliver a local plan for the people of Medway. We will deliver 28,500 houses because we're obliged to by the government uh, formula. Uh, But regrettably, because of this decision, a number of those houses won't have adequate infrastructure. And that's deeply disappointing, particularly when Michael Gove, just last week at the LGA conference, was saying he wants to see more homes built better. Well, taking away infrastructure from Medway won't help us with that. But the decision has been welcomed by local MP Kelly Tolhurst. Well, nobody's celebrating, but the reality of it is... Uh, the HIF fund has caused me as the MP and the residents that live out that way and the other elected members a lot of angst and stress and worry about potentially the bad deal that we were going to end up with. Kent Online reports. Two people have been charged after a spate of mobile phone robberies across Kent. The 17-year-olds were accused of carrying out the thefts in Gravesend, Rochester and Aylsham last week. They're out on bail before their court appearances next month. Demonstrations are being held in Kent today as the RMT union works to save ticket offices from closing across the county. There are more than 110 sites in Kent and all of them are facing the chop as rail bosses look to save money. Well, staff and campaign supporters have gathered at Ashford Station... Another protest is planned for Ramsgate Station next Tuesday. Meantime, protesters have also gathered outside County Hall in Maidstone as they fight plans to close some of Kent's rubbish tips. Recycling centres in Maidstone, Faversham, Dartford and Richborough are at risk as the County Council looks to save money. Bosses are holding a big meeting today to discuss their budget. Councillors Rob Crayford and Anthony Hook joined the demo earlier. Get a grip, save our tip. Get a grip. Save our tip, get a grip, save our tip, get a grip, 
Fabsham Town Council and the people of Fabsham are um, outraged to this proposal to close Fabsham Tip and all the options it includes Fabsham. Kent County Council want to save £1.5 million, but by closing recycling centres in Kent, this is going to pass on the costs to the taxpayer during a cost of living crisis. The people of Fabsham are going to have to travel further, increasing uh, fuel costs and CO2 emissions. And we urge on KCC and members of uh, Fabsham to oppose this idea and to object to it. It's really important we save Faversham Tip. It's used by 900 people a week, families from all over Faversham and the surrounding area to take their household waste. And if Kent County Council goes ahead with its plan to close Faversham and three other tips, there will be more cost for people, there will be more miles driven, more pollution for people to go to other tips, more congestion, other sites and more fly tipping. It's going to have a real cost for our area. Kent Online reports. You can follow Kent Online on socials today to see pictures of two derelict buildings in Ashford being demolished. Albert Villas on Church Road were destroyed by fire last year and it was decided they need to be torn down. It's not yet been confirmed what will be built there in their place. A failing school on Sheppey could be taken over by a trust that already runs more than 30 primary and secondaries. Strood-based Lee Academies Trust has been identified as the preferred candidate to run the OA Oasis Academy in Sheerness. With the summer holidays just about to start, it's thought they could take over in September next year if everything is approved. Elsewhere, the head of one of Kent's biggest schools says he's challenged a decision by inspectors after they were rated as requires improvement. Ofsted say they had concerns about low attendance at Canterbury Academy, as well as pupils' behaviour and the curriculum being taught. They visited back in February, but details have only just been published. And finally, with education, mid Kent. College's new Medway School of Arts is set to open at the historic dockyard in Chatham later this year. It comes after the controversial closure of the Rochester campus of the University for the Creative Arts. The first intake of around a 1,000 students will be welcomed in September. Now, the boss of a leading Kent Garden Centre has been telling the Kent Online podcast how they're trying to adapt to climate change. Last month was the warmest June on record and temperatures in the UK, as I'm sure you remember, hit sweltering highs of 40 Celsius last year, the hottest ever. Scientists think we will have the warmest year on record within four years. And you might have heard about a heatwave currently sweeping Europe with warnings to Brits who are heading abroad on holiday. Well, tell me Woodhouse is the managing director of Millbrook Garden Company in Gravesend and Staplehurst and she's been speaking to our reporter Alex Langridge. I think in terms of climate change we're seeing that change in the weather patterns so for example this winter we had a really very long cold spell quite a few people have lost plants in that cold and now it's very hot very dry already you know we're going quite long periods without rain so it's really changing what plants grow um, and where people are having to adapt to new weather patterns. And I think you mentioned, you know, you've got these two extremes that sort of we're really hot and dry in the summer, but we're really cold and wet in the winter, and you know, a lot of plants aren't really a big fan of that. Yeah. And <laughs> um, so, are you trying to kind of educate people to be like, this is how you can have these plants all year round, or come back to us? Yeah. So we're doing quite a lot of work. So we've just done quite a few Instagram posts and educational things on plants that will survive hot, dry weather. So looking for things with like silvery, succulent leaves like lavenders, um, but also making sure we're selling plants that are also hardy in the winter and aren't affected by if we do get a really cold frost. So we're trying all the time to just help people because obviously it's in our interests that people buy plants from us 
that then are successful in their own gardens. Kent Online News. This is one of our most read stories on the website today. The famous Lee's Lift in Folkestone is finally going to reopen as plans to repair it have been given the go-ahead. Now, it's been there since 1885, but it closed back in 2017 because of issues with the braking system. We're told renovation work will include a new cafe with an outdoor terrace. Peter Oatsman is trustee for the Folkestone Lee's Lift Company charity, where he's been chatting to Lucy and gave us his reaction to the council's approval. It's brilliant. Uh, I think it was unanimous, uh, which is also great. I think it's vital that we got plan information because we've put in the lottery funding bid. uh, And part of that is that we have to have plan information. um, And they sit on the 13th of of September. Sorry, We find out whether or not we've achieved the next phase of money, which means we can get on and do it. But for them to give us that, we have to have plan information. So, you know, whilst the council have been very supportive and everything and sort of helped us in many ways with the project and the feedback and Folkestone's been great. There's always with the planning application an element of risk. Um but you know we didn't need to we didn't need to worry, it turns out. It's all good. And uh yeah, no, it's a really pleasing result for everyone, especially the town. Can you just tell me a bit about the historical significance of the lift um and why it's so important to restore it? I think it's, it's significant for two reasons. One, because it's one of only three with its original mechanism in the UK, and you've got to go a very long way to see any of the others. I think, two, it's, is its significance for the town. You know, from a heritage point of view, you can go and go into the lift and you can see it, and it's an incredible bit of Victorian engineering, you know, and it's absolutely fantastic. But for the people of Folkestone, its significance is even more than that, I think. that It's sort of linked with everyone's childhood and everyone's memories of coming to Folkestone. And, and now Folkestone is becoming very fashionable and people are wanting to come to Folkestone and move to Folkestone. But, you know, it, it is that bit of Folkestone that everyone remembers from their childhood and everyone that grew up in the town or in Kent even, you know, would come to Folkestone, ride the lift, go to the beach, you know, and there's much more to do now as well. So for people who haven't seen the designs, can you tell us a bit about what the renovation is going to include? So you've got the existing building, which is pretty much staying as it is alterations and things um the the issues that you have with the lift is is the access point of view is that obviously it's victorian in its age and wasn't an overly sympathetic period to people with push chairs or wheelchairs and things like this and just general sort of accessibility so there's an additional building which is being built if you're facing with the sea behind you facing on the left hand side it's a very nice sympathetic extension being built which will enable us to have a cafe and hopefully other exciting things like you'll be able to come and get married there and have your wedding reception things like that um and then also the other sort of alteration significantly is at the top of the lift then that also needs work doing because at the moment obviously the access in is isn't great and sort of make that a bit more public realmy and and give a bit more space at the top of the lift just to sort of make it all flow a bit better and generally make it accessible for everyone and if all goes well um when is this work yes. going to start and when can we expect it to be finished when could we be using the lift again uh so spring it's 25 is the answer to that question so it would be fantastic if we're all riding the lift in the summer of 2025 so that that's the plan and works will begin uh, in this year 
late this year. A restaurant in Canterbury has won a legal battle to deliver food during the early hours of the morning despite complaints over revving motorbikes. Wraps and Wings can now serve food until 2am after promising to use silent delivery. Their push to be open to 4am was met with strong opposition. A popular air show set to return to Kent after 17 years has unfortunately been cancelled because of parking issues. Woodchurch Wings and Things was due to take place next Sunday but farmland earmarked for parking could be sold before the big day. Organisers say they've decided to postpone the event until next year. And finally, a reminder, Operation Brock will go live on the M20 early tomorrow morning before what's expected to be a busy summer holiday period. The contraflow system is being developed as part of plans to ensure the smooth flow of traffic, even if there's disruption to services crossing the channel. Parts of the M20 have been closed overnight this week for the concrete barriers to be installed. Kent Online Sport. Football first up and the Gillingham manager says he's pleased with the result of their pre-season friendly against Como in Italy. The Jills scored a late goal to win 1-0 yesterday afternoon and Neil Harris has been speaking to Phil from the club's media team. I see some elements of stuff we worked on the last 48 hours. Um, look, it, it's a younger group today. A couple of players missing, you know, also a couple of players shy that are still going to come in the building. Um, so we, we, we knew against a the top side that they're going to ask a lot of questions of us um, that's why we concentrate the last 48 hours out of possession I see some really good moments today um, some areas where I know we need to improve um, in, in, in positions and personnel um, but ultimately to, to finish the last four days with a goal right near the end and, and, and a clean sheet is, um, you know, is great for us as a group, great for everybody that's travelled uh, the board as well, and obviously fantastic for the fan base that's, that, that's come as well. And then that was that was a really nice moment for everybody um, at the final whistle, just just to show a little bit of appreciation for, I suppose, Brad bringing us mm. and Brad making it happen and the guys coming. Um, but yeah, the great great few days and um, yeah, we need, just need to keep the momentum going. Are you surprised how many Jules fans were here? Uh, uh, no, because you keep us in the loop yeah. <laughs> with how many come in. Um, but no, just just to see the atmosphere and a bit. Obviously, it's, it's, not, it's not a huge crowd. It's probably I don't know five, six hundred people. But to have sort of two, two fifty, three hundred, whatever Jules fans here would have been a surprise to me if I turned up not knowing, because it's a long way to come to to see your team. Um, but they come in the party atmosphere. I was had a couple of couple of nights here, some of them, and a night tonight. Um, but to see players play to see a win as well I'm, I'm just pleased for the whole group that you know special mention to obviously brad and, and shannon for enabling us to do this um but but also to the whole wider group of staff as well uh, there's a lot of organization goes into it but also you know just the fact everyone's done so well but getting us to where we are and 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 it's not it's not easy uh it's not easy for staff you know i, I was including you guys uh it's quite non-stop um, so, yeah, look, really pleased for everybody. Well, the side will fly home today and face Millwall in another pre-season friendly at Priestfield on Saturday. On to cricket now, and England's women have beaten Australia for the first time in a one-day international since 2017 to keep their hopes of winning the Ashes alive. Kent's Tammy Beaumont scored 47 runs, helping the host record a two-wicket victory in Bristol last night. The multi-format series is now level with two games to go. And staying with cricket, Kent have suffered a big defeat to Warwickshire in the county. Championship at Canterbury.
Canterbury. The home side were beaten by an innings and 46 runs after being bowled out for 332 in their second go with the bat yesterday evening. There are only two games left in the competition this season. Next week, they'll take on local rivals Essex. That's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and now Threads. You can also get details on the top stories. Direct your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk. And whilst you're on the site today, you can also check out our latest Eat My Words food review. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.